What's up, everybody? This your boy, Demetrius Smith, and welcome to God Ambassador Ministries Podcast. This is where we have ignition for excellence. All right. So let's take off. Just to hear your dear 
Amen and amen. Welcome to another edition of our podcast, God Ambassador Ministries. So excited. This is your boy, Demetrius Smith, a.k.a. God Ambassador. Welcome you to another beautiful day and another beautiful opportunity for me to give this exciting message. And so before I get into the this message that we have today, I just want to thank all of you for your support, all of your encouragement, all of those who uh, continue to be on Twitter and uh, any other type of uh, medium, whether it's a, our SoundCloud, um, the podcast, the Stitcher. I'm just so awesomely blessed because God is moving and expanding. And speaking of expanding, that is going to be the basis of our word. Because I know a lot of you have these New Year's resolutions, a lot of these other things. But let's focus on what God has for us, which is for us to expand and enlarge ourselves. Even though we feel like we're not able to, God will show us how to do that this evening. Amen. So let us bow our heads in a word of prayer before we get into this awesome word. Lord, I thank you so much for the things that you're doing um, and you're moving your people. I thank you, Father, that you are dropping and downloading um, your your awesome testimony of our faith. Because, Lord, you testify of us that we are more than conquerors, that we are a royal priesthood, that we are a holy nation, a peculiar people. And, Father, I cast away every distraction of the enemy that tries to go against this word. I cast away every single moment of darkness that tries to rest into our minds. And what I mean by darkness, I mean that, Lord, I want you to remove that sense of mystery, that sense of uncertainty, that you give them confirmation of who they are, that you give them confirmation of the destiny and the plans that you've put in place uh, so, so long ago. Jesus, your blood reigns supreme right now. Jesus, it is your blood that makes us righteous. It is your blood that gives us wholeness and fullness of joy. And I thank you, Father, right now for the victory that we have over every mindset that goes against this message, that every mindset that goes against this word. And we thank you, Lord, that I decrease so that you can increase in me, enlarge my territory, increase my capacity so that I can be used as a great and mighty vessel for your glory in the kingdom of God. And we thank you for all the things that you're doing and all the things that you're saying. And your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, all right. So today is the ninth, and I'm so excited, especially because the ninth going into midnight, 10 o'clock. Not 10 o'clock, the 10th. <laughs> Not 10 o'clock, the 10th. But the reason why it's so special is because it is my birthday, and Lord is already revealing a lot of things. Uh, for me for this year, um, for me traveling and, and doing a, a multitude of work that he has orchestrated uh, for me to be a part of. And just, just so thankful for, it's only you people that are motivating me to do this. And it is 
there's just it's so awesome just to see testimonies and and people just um um writing and telling me how encouraged they are by the word people uh liking the podcast liking the tweets um liking whatever it is that we're doing and i thank you for just helping me to be the man of god that i am today and i just really appreciate uh all those who are just really a part of this vision and plugged into it so let's go ahead and open our word to isaiah and we're going to be at chapter 54 and we're going to do the first four verses there's a lot in all these verses but i'm not going to be before you long um it's just something that i want to touch on and god laid on my spirit even right before i went on this podcast that he wants me to tell somebody that they need to expand themselves and prepare for the greatness that is going to be upon them. And so we're going to go ahead and read um, wherever you have your phone, whether you have uh, an open Bible, whatever the case may be. Um, Let's just follow along. I'll be reading out of the King James Version, and we're starting at verse 1. To verse 4 of Isaiah 54. And it says, Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear. Okay? So break forth into singing and cry aloud, and that thou didst not travail with child. You see, there's a lot in that. Uh, For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, said the Lord. And we're going to talk about that too. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth at the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles, and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not. For thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, nor thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. Amen. So, we see that Isaiah is speaking to the children of Israel. This is not to a specific person, but he's talking to the children of God, the chosen of God um, that God had his hand over and still has his hand over, but now we are a part of that promise. We are a part of that fold. And so verse 1 says, Sing, O barren. Isn't that weird? Why would it start off saying, Sing, O barren? Like, if you are barren, if you have nothing, that means that you are a person that carries nothing, that you have no fruit in what you have that's almost saying rejoice you have nothing in your basket if you have nothing in your basket why do you have a reason to sing and and uh sing praise and to cry aloud why would you do that and this is something that's so apparent in the kingdom of god is the attitude of faithfulness an attitude of even though it seems like i'm barren i should rejoice anyway Why? Because I know the person that gives me the ability to birth out, the person that gives me the ability to be fruitful is Jesus Christ. 
the Lord and Savior of our lives. So it continues to say, Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear. You bore nothing. You have no fruit. You see no improvement. You see no light at the end of this tunnel. But he's saying, yet, despite the darkness that you see around you, despite the mystery involved of you being in this place of uncertainty, a lot of people in 2017, even though 2017 is a great and mighty, ordained, favored year of God, so many of y'all are in this place of uncertainty where you don't even know what direction are you moving, God. Because I do not see you. I do not sense you. I have no fruit in my relationship. I have no fruit in my ministry. I don't see any type of production that is being made in our relationship. I am barren, oh God. But he's saying, sing, sing. He says, bring forth into singing and cry aloud. What is the travailing of your spirits right now? Even though you, I, for all those who feel barren, and I'm even talking about the men, because this is a very spiritual thing. This is not talking about a woman who can't bear a child. This is about a, a man or woman of God that wants to bring forth destiny uh, out of themselves. This is about a man or woman of God that wants to bring purpose out of their life, that wants to bring forth those dreams and those visions that God has given you in your sleep, given you to in your daily prayer and dedication and devotion. I'm talking to people who are waiting for something to break forth. And God is revealing something right now in the scripture. And he's saying this. Thou that didst not travail with child. Even though you haven't seen a success story yet, God is saying your success is now. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, says the Lord. What does he mean by that? You know what my interpretation is? My interpretation of that is you really don't appreciate something until you actually have it. Because, for example, if someone was born into this family where they had all this wealth, they're millionaires, there's there's no lack in their life. They're born into that. So they don't know what it means to not have it. So yet, when you see people who come from that background, usually nine times out of ten, they are self-centered. They really uh, have no disregard for um, uh, other people's um, perception on the things that they have. They're like, well, why are they tripping about me having this Lexus in my garage? It's no big deal. Why? It's because these people, they don't have access to something like that. They don't have access to something like that all the time. And so what he's saying is, just like a woman who's already married and has a house full of children, you know, it's easy for them. You know, they are not saying that they love their children any less. I don't think that's what he's saying. But he's saying is there is a far greater appreciation for that child, especially you can see in the story of, of Elizabeth and Sarah that they gave birth to a child and they weren't supposed to have a child. They never had a child before then, but they prayed for it and they had to believe for the promise, even though they had may have doubts in their mind, even though they may have fear and discomfort and naysayers in their mind and in their head. Even though the devil has tried to destroy any type of faith that would rise up. God says it is uh, the children for a barren woman are far greater for 
the children of a mar- married wife. And that is the perspective we have, is that I'm talking to those who haven't had a success story. I'm talking to people that maybe you had a success story, but it wasn't great enough. It was, And you're waiting for another uh, episode in your succession. You're waiting for another episode of breakthrough. You're waiting for another episode, another chapter, a whole nother book for your deliverance and your triumphant conquering of this life in abundance. And this is what the Lord is talking to us right now. And what does it say in verse 2? We're talking about increasing our capacity, enlarging our territory. Our territory. It says this in verse 2, enlarge the place the place of thy tent. Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Spare not. Spare not. It means don't be uh don't be on the reserve. Give all you get got to God. Give all you have to God. Don't reserve anything away. A lot of people like to reserve, even myself. Sometimes I like to reserve. Oh, I'll reserve this. I'll have a plan B because just in case plans A doesn't work. I did a whole podcast on God always has a plan A for your life. And sometimes we act like God God's plan A will never work. Look, God already has orchestrated and he, he moves in meticulous ways. I told somebody one day, you know what? God, I see God like a spider. I know a lot of y'all are creeped out by this, but just bear with me. God is like a spider, and he has these webs, and these webs are so intricate, and you, and sometimes we don't understand it. And so those who are not part of that don't understand the workings of what God has. Because you may, you may be a part of God's web, but you're like, oh, man, this is weird. Like, I don't even know, like, is this on the upside, the other side? I mean, it's so vast and so majestic and so meticulous. And spiders, they know which web is sticky and which one is not. So they know they can't get stuck in their own web. And it's so, so awesome how, how God uses that example to show us God has a plan. He has webs going in every single type of way. And God is going to move you to the next part of the plan that he has already laid out in the spirit. Enlarge. Enlarge yourself and don't put any part of your life in reserve. Don't put anything on reserve. If God wants you to go in full-time ministry and he wants you to quit your job, but you're afraid to quit your job because you're like, I don't know if God's plan A is going to work. Let me go ahead and be on the reserve. That's just like, you know what? You're being like the disciples that saw Peter walk out on the water. Yes, Peter sank. But the fact that he stepped out in faith, the fact that he stepped out of the boat to find himself walking on troubled waters. Are you going to be a spectator or are you going to be the one that's walking? God wants you to be the one that's walking. I, I, it was in God's will that each and every one of them had received that miraculous blessing and experience that they would walk on troubled waters. But it was only one that said, you know what? If, if it is you, God, if it is you, tell me to come. God says, come here. And there he goes. A lot of people tripping on the fact that he sunk. 
but the fact is he walked off the boat. Yeah, he sank because he lost his focus, but when God refocused him, I guarantee that they both walked on the boat back from where they were. And it's so awesome to see that. Enlarge your territory. We're just on verse 2. We haven't even got to the second part. And let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. What is it that you're holding back that you're covering? What is it that you're holding back? Are you holding back your finances? You're not giving your all? I'm not saying give your all to, to church every Sunday, your whole check. What I'm saying is are you giving your all? Like are you giving your are you giving your tithes? Are you are you offering? Are you praying to God? Do I need to sow a seed to a ministry? Because God gives us money so that we can be a blessing to others and a blessing to his kingdom. Not only that, but are we giving him all of ourselves? Like our nighttime, are we spending our whole nighttime watching stupid movies on Netflix and uh, going to bed right after that? Or are we going to spend a little bit of time on Netflix and a lot of time in his presence before we go to bed? So when we go to sleep at night, we're not dreaming about uh, stupid movies and and things that are going on uh, in our mind that we just watched on the TV or or on our phone or on our tablet. But we're actually... uh, downloading something at night when we go to bed in his presence it says spare not spare not remember that spare not lengthen thy cords that means sometimes god's going to put you in a position where you need to stretch out you need to stretch out stop taking baby steps a lot of you in 2017, y'all, y'all were so hurt by 2016 that you don't want to take strides in 2017. But I rebuke that spirit of timidness right now because God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, love, and I'm going to repeat that again, love, which means that if you understand love, then you're able to walk in because God, because of God loving you, love, power. God gives us authority. He gives us power and a sound mind. Means that He gives us sound judgment. He gives us wisdom and understanding. He does not give us a spirit of what fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. I like to say love first because. That love is it, love is a completely different topic. Love is is when you talk about agape love, that unconditional favor of God, then it is on a completely different scale. But love, power, and a sound mind does not give us the spirit of fear. So don't be timid in 2017. It says strengthen your stakes. So that means what what do the stakes represent? Which is a very good question in this verse. What do stakes represent? I believe that stakes represent the pillars in your life, the the people, the ministry, something, the the people and the things of God that help keep you solid. And if you have a weak stake, maybe you need to get a new one. I know that was a heavy drop, but if you have a weak stake in your life, then maybe you could get a new one because. You don't want things to fall apart just because you weren't obedient to God and didn't strengthen your stakes. So sometimes we have to let go 
of people. Sometimes we have to let go of of certain places, people, uh, people, and things. You have to. How much are you willing to sacrifice in order to stop being so timid and to walk out in faith? Then it says this in verse 3. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles. He's talking about the children of Israel. Now, if you don't know what the Gentiles are, Gentiles are basically people who are not Jews. There's another translation for it. But those who are not Jews, he said, inherit the Gentiles. That means that their seed will expand further than what they expect. Because the Israelites have said, okay, well, the Jews, okay, Jesus, he's the king of the Jews. He's the Lord, Lord of the Jews. But he's the Lord to all people, not just the nation, but nations. That was the seed of Abraham he's talking about. Uh, we, we would be a father of not a nation, but many nations. It's a seed that spread forth. And when you scatter a seed, just like Bill Johnson says, here comes the plow. The seed is already planted. You try to, sometimes you try to change people, the seed is already planted. So don't worry about what's coming next because God will take care of it. As long as the seed is there, God will do everything in his power to persuade and to influence for that person to change and to embrace the calling of their life. It says, and it says, inherit the Gentiles and make this desolate city to be inhabited. What does it look like where you are in your circumstance in your life? You feel like, oh my goodness, I'm in a desolate part of my life. Or maybe you live in a city where you don't really see the manifestation of God. Maybe you're somewhere, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe you're not even in the U.S. Maybe you're a part of a city that doesn't really have the word of God uh, like strong and tangible. Do you ever think that you're the one to create that change? I like the story of Gideon, how Gideon had asked God, you know, we're going through all this persecution. You say that you're God of the universe. You're the Lord uh, uh, over our lives and stuff. You're supposed to be our protector, and you did all these things for us. So why is it that you allowed this to happen? Well, isn't that a big question I always had? But you know how he responded? The Lord said, I have called you. He called Gideon to change. And he did. He delivered the people out of bondage with 300 men. If you read that, if you, you have to read that story because that was the original story of 300. That was the first 300. Forget all this uh, um you know, Leonidas stuff and and uh, um, uh, Xerxes and all this. Look, <laughs> the original 300 in Scripture was Gideon, and they didn't even have swords and shields. They conquered this place. And if you, I don't want to spoil, spoil it if you haven't read it, but you need to read that story because God will use a little to do a lot. So expand yourself. Like just like a seed, a seed is so small, but when it expands its roots into the ground, it starts to grow and manifest to something that bears fruit. See yourself as a seed that's growing and expanding right now. 
says, fear not. Didn't I tell you? Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. You know, you when you go out on a limb for God, you will never be put to shame. It says, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth. Forget the things of the past. Go out on a limb for God. Because God, when God, he's, when you stick out your neck for God, <laughs> he's not going to let it get chopped off. You will not be put to shame. And you shall not remember. It says, you shall not remember the reproach of the widowhood anymore. That means that you will forget about those desolate days. You will forget about those times of uh, you being barren. You will forget about those times. But what you will remember is that God delivered you out of barrenness. He delivered you out of this desolation so that you can see the increase. Why? Because when you step out in faith, when you enlarge your tent, when you strengthen your stakes and you lengthen your course, that you, even though you did all that to receive, you still bursted with more than what you could ever have because of the increase that God has because of your faithfulness. Step out in faith. Step out like you never did before. And so right now, we're going to go ahead and pray. So Father, I thank you right now that you are helping those to step out in faith. Step out in a new realm, in a new territory. That they have received wisdom and understanding. And they receive direct, direct instruction that um, have this meticulous plan and destiny for them. Lord, I'm praying for all those right now that, that are afraid to step out of faith. Lord, I ask that the seed of faith arise upon these people. Seed of faith would rise upon them that they would go out on the land.
Shot.